What up, what up, what up? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number 105. Today, we have Lindsay Flanagan on the show. Lindsay Flanagan literally just before this episode was recorded, I think she landed the day before, uh, flying back from Budapest, Hungary, running for the United States in the World Athletics Championships uh, in the marathon, finished ninth place in the world. So all the women in the world that run marathons um, that made it to the team to represent their country, Lindsay finished ninth place. Um, absolutely crushed it. Really, really hot day. So there was a lot of issues and things that you had to watch out for because obviously, as we all know, running the marathon in 70, 80 degree weather is just not a thing that you would normally sign up to do. Like that's not how you want to go about doing it. Maybe a 5K or maybe a mile or something like that, but Running a marathon in 70 plus degree weather is very difficult because you just get really, really hot out there. She paced herself. She stayed patient. She did so well. She represented herself, her family, her coach, her team, and the country amazingly well. And still has a smile on her face to talk about it and has a lot of big plans coming up for the future. We talked a lot about her life and how to spell her name and... Um, just a bunch of different fun things, things that she uses out there to stay on focus and stay on task and keep pushing forward. So there's a lot of gems here. We had some fun. We had some laughs, uh, but some really strong takeaways from her um, as she's continuing to add more accolades onto her amazing career. So can't wait to see what she does next. It looks like the uh, Olympic trials will be up next for her next year. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and follow the Running Sleep Show on Instagram and check out this episode. Hopefully you love it just as much as I enjoyed speaking with her. Have a great day. Let me know what you think. Hey, Lindsay, how are you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so we, I think before, right before we just like started this, I, I, I admitted that I keep spelling your name wrong. Um, just for clarity though, like how do you spell your name? <laughs> it is, it is with an A. I, it's, you know, it gets a little dicey. I feel like people see it. They're like, is it Lindsay? I'm like, no, it's, it's still Lindsay. I Wait, know people, people actually go like, is it Lindsay? Yeah, I, I get that a lot, especially like even like Uber drivers. Actually, we were like in Croatia. They're like, Lindsay. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's that's not it. But that's OK. Whatever. You well, want. I guess I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, you know, like if you're in another country, it's like, OK, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it happens often. But yeah, with an A, um, we're keeping it interesting. So, OK, so how do you spell gray? G-R-E-Y, right? Is that is that the way? Because like I mean, it's yeah. People spell it like with. Or I guess you could have an A, a in there. Yeah, it's very similar. I wonder, but I wonder if there's like, is there like a proper way, like to do gray? You know, like is there like because you know some words are spelled obviously like different ways for different reasons, like yeah. in different situations. But I don't know if gray, if there is one of those for gray. I think it's just like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like it's however you're feeling that day. You're like, do I want to put an A? Do I want to put an E? Like, let's just see what we feel. Okay, so so for you, what so for an E and an A, like for Gray, like what situation? How would you feel for an A? Like, so we got. I think we should establish which which emotion we're feeling for for the A or the E. Yeah. So for an A, like, what do you like? If you say, hey, you know. And I see like a sentence, like you post a post about running and you yeah. say gray in there, but it's spelled with an A. What emotion are we talking about here? Hmm. Gray with an A. 
I feel like maybe you're just talking about like the color or something, but I feel like if there's an E, there's like a little bit like a darkness to it. Like it was like oh. a gray day and like, it was like a bad run. So like it, was, it was very gray. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Yeah. I think I can roll with that. I think yeah. I can roll with that. Cause I, I do feel like, yeah, I, I feel like if I saw the color, if I, if I saw G A R Y, I feel like I would naturally just go like color crayon. Yeah, for you know? sure. But then I think maybe if I saw G R E Y, like oh, that's a tough day. That was bad. <laughs> or like, or like a greyhound, like a dog. Like, and then when yes. I think about greyhound dogs, they're really nice looking. But then they they have they have troubled lives. A lot of them because they have to do this like they do this raising thing, and they're not really you know. Yeah, it's it's it's, like, it's a little gray. It is. It's a gray day. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So now that we got that out the way, hopefully, like the people who are, are listening and watching this are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for like figuring this out for us all and i appreciate you being a part of that yes it's pressing questions we have to we have to give the people what they want so i feel like this i feel like out of all the things we're going to talk about today i feel like that that's probably the most important thing so i think we got that out of the way yeah absolutely i'm glad we started with that okay okay cool so hey Lindsay, <laughs> how are you doing um so how far are we how many days ago was budapest like i hate to start at the end but i mean like let's just not let's not ignore the elephant in the room that you just ran Budapest in uh, or the world championships in Budapest and did extremely well. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It feels like it was so long ago because so I've done so much since then, like went on vacation, did a bunch of things. But I feel like what we're probably like nine days out. It was last. <laughs> I think it was August 26th. Was it? So, um, yeah. So it probably right around there, seven, yeah. eight, maybe 10 days. So yeah, not, not too far. Yeah. So like 10 days removed, like, how are we feeling? Yeah, it's, I mean, definitely still like, you know, happy with the result, but I think it's one of those things, like, as you get further away from it, mm. you start not like, not in any means saying that it wasn't like a, a good day, but you start being like, oh man, like, was there something else I could have done? Like, oh, should I have executed this differently? Where like, at first you're like really excited. And then afterwards you like take a step back and you're like, but there were so many things I could have like fixed or maybe I could have done better. And, and it's funny. And I think like a lot of people do that. So, you know, mixed emotions, still really happy with it. Like, I think for me, um, I've like really struggled in hot races in the past. So it was nice to finally be like, okay, we did this right. Like have some confidence from that. So that was a good positive experience. So like what, so, you know, I, I mean, I think so many people, I mean, there's not a bunch of people that have like, oh, when it's hot, I'm just like crushing it out there. You know, I yeah. mean, I think, I think it's, it's a, it's a physical thing and obviously, it can, and it can be mental too. Like it can just add another layer on there, mm -hmm. but like how over the years, I mean, cause I know you, you did some heat acclimation for this one, but like for you to say like, Hey, I'm normally not like all that great in the, in the, in the heat. Like mm -hmm. how over the years of running have you kind of like developed a different way to go about it that all culminated into a really good performance in during a hot race when it mattered? Yeah. I mean, I even look back to Chicago. What was it? 2021 when it was like, you know, 75 or whatever at the start. And I like crumbled in that race. And I think the reason was like, I didn't, um, I didn't change like my plan or my pacing. And that's something like you have to do if it's hot. Like I think you have to listen to your body. You have to scale it back a little bit. And I was like, no, I want to run this time. I'm still going to go do it. And like absolutely imploded it halfway. I think I ran like, you know, a positive split of like 12 minutes or something, which is just like really, really rough. So I think, um, 
kind of figuring out over the years, like, all right, you have to be a little conservative. You have to know like where that it's so easy to redline really fast in a hot mm -hmm. race. I think yeah. You kind of have to learn that. And being at altitude, I think has helped a lot with that because you go out too fast in like a long tempo and like you redline, you know, five miles and you're like, this is going to be rough for the next hour. Mm -hmm. So definitely learned a lot with that. And then I think this time around, um, instead of being like, okay, you know, I'll probably be fine when I'm out there. I was like, no, let's like dial into this, like figure it out, maybe like how to do some heat training, like how to do, I mean, it gets hot here, but we don't get the humidity. So kind of like factoring that in, like, how do I kind of mimic that? Like actually really dialing into like fueling and figuring out, um, like my sweat rate and all of that kind of stuff where that's just something I never like thought about before. Um, so like, so where are you from though, originally? I mean, cause I, you, you know, talked about since being at altitude now, like mm -hmm. where are you from? Like when do you start doing the thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Chicago area, uh, the suburbs. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, hot and humid there, but when they were, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, when I was running there, like I was young. So, you know, it just was like I, a lot of like fun. I swear. Like when I see, I was, I was at like a kid's, my, my godson's part of like water birthday party thingy last weekend and um and i was just like we were i was in the shade just dying in the shade yeah, and the kids were just, <laughs> just just like so grumpy and angry and then like all the kids are just like direct sunlight they got like jean shorts on like whatever they do they're just out there yeah and it's, it's at some point it doesn't, doesn't even matter to them like they're just a different person different human like they're not even human really no. And I remember like, I'll never forget like high school, we would kick off the year every like season, you would have to run this like race. It was like probably end of August and it was just oh. like against your teammates, but it was like 95 degrees every year, right after school. And like, it didn't even phase us. We were like, Oh, of no. course we'll go race today. Like this seems normal. And like maybe as you get older, you just start, just get a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit weaker. I don't know what the, the issue I mean, is. I think, or maybe it's like an ignorance thing. Like maybe when you're younger, you, you're just like, you don't, there, it's not like, you don't know, like, no. this isn't a good idea. You know, like, it's like, you're just out there. Cause maybe I think when I was younger, I don't even know if I thought there was an alternative. You know what no. I mean? Like, cause now it's like, it's going to be 90 today. I'm going to run it like 5 AM or mm -hmm. I'm going to wait for like 9 PM. You know, like there's some options here. For but sure. I think you don't have those. You just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, practice was at three 30. So I was like, that was, that was what you were going to do like a hundred degrees or not. So yeah, but sorry. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm a Midwest guy. Like I'm from Detroit area, so like we have the same humidity and same kind of weather as, as Chicago. But yeah, so you start. You're in Chicago, hot, humid. Did you start running like in 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 middle school, high school? Like when did you start? Yeah, I actually started. I think it was my later freshman year of high school. I like swam forever. Growing up, I was on the swim team in high school and I was like, I'm going to do this forever. And I like actually wasn't very good at swimming. Um, you know, I had like been doing it forever. So it's one of those things you're like, oh, I'm going to keep doing what I know. But um, but yeah, I remember like it was freshman year, was on swim team in the fall and we would have to do this like two mile run every Tuesday. And I remember like it was always at like six in the morning with the other swimmers and everyone else was like dying. And I was like crushing the run and like they were crushing me in swimming. So it was just like, it was just comical. And I remember mm -hmm. the swim coach, like after the season was done, he's like, I just kind of think you might be doing the wrong sport. And it was just like, I was like, what do you mean I'm doing the wrong sport? No, I always swam. And then of course, like I kind of got into it. I did indoor track, which I'm sure you've had that too. That was like our huge season. It was like 
from like January to April in Chicago. So did indoor track, did outdoor track, and then honestly never went back to the pool. So just never dipped a foot in there again. So are you like, so like, so now do you, do you still have like a love for swimming or is it just, do you like, do you still swim often or just kind of every now and then? Yeah. You know, I did for like a while when I was like, maybe kind of like early on in my pro career when I wasn't able to run as much, I would swim once a week. But honestly, now I'm like, I do not enjoy swimming. (laughs) I feel like when like anyone who swam, it's like the practices are like three hours long. You do it like twice a day. Like it's always cold. And like, no, I, I've like kind of rid myself of it. So. Yeah. So that's my thing. So I like swimming, you know, but then so like eight times out of 10, whatever pool you go in is probably going to be cold. It's cold. Yeah. I'm just not like, you know, Unless we're like swimming, like, I mean, Michael Phelps, sure. Like you're going for golds and stuff like that. Yes. But no one's at the end of the pool for me, like waiting to like, you know, congratulate me on like breaking any records or winning any golds, you know? So I'm just not going to do it. No. And it was always like so early. It was always at like 5 a.m. in the summer and, you know, yeah. Good memories. But I think I'm, I think I'm done with that. Yeah. Recreational swimming is so much better because the pool doesn't even open at five. You know, you just go when it's like super hot out. It's like for like a reprieve at let you know, no like discipline involved in that, you know? No. So again, like it's a great skill to have because like if you ever get hurt, something happens, like Mm -hmm. some people are like, I don't know how to swim. I just like flail around in there. I'm like, well, at least I know how to. So again, like good skill, but yeah, not not doing it a ton anymore. You're you're just over it. It's fine, you know. I'm over it. Like the mileage is up now. Honestly, there's just no time for the pool. I've decided. So, so like so once you so he's like okay wrong wrong sport and then you just jump into it indoor track. Um, was it like did you go in the cross country? I mean, because indoor track to Budapest 2023 is a big <laughs> difference. You know what? Um, where was the shift? Yeah, I did. Um, my first race ever was the 800 um, indoors. And I thought it was like going to be this awesome 800 meter runner. So did that indoors, like dabbled in the mile a little bit. And then um, we made it to state uh, my freshman year of track and all the girls were like, you have to do cross country in the fall. Like, I can't believe you would go back to swimming. And mm-hmm. of course, like as you get into running, like they become your friends. And I was like, all right, like, fine, I'll do the cross country. So then yeah. did that sophomore year and then honestly ran the rest of high school. And then I went to um, UW for college in uh, okay. Seattle and was there. Um, I had a victory lap. So I was there for five years. Uh, I had a fifth year for track. So right. it all, um, yeah, all worked out. So like, what was, um, cause I, I, I always get to, when I get to talk to like professional athletes and it's like, um, I don't, I mean, I guess what I see now, like on Instagram, like you, like you start, you know, following more like the, some of the high school athletes that are doing stuff in college and just kind of follow all different types of runners. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's kind of, I feel like everyone's running so many miles, you know, but then when you talk, when you talk to people like that were in high school, they're like, well, yeah, it was a big jump from, you know, mileage standpoint from like high school to college and then college to pro. But like, what was that like that shift from, from high school team to running for uh, UW? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I look back at high school and I think I ran like six days a week. Like you didn't really run on Sundays. You're like, oh, that's like my day. Like you have your races Saturday. Yeah. So probably ran six days a week. Honestly, like, I mean, maybe like by 40 miles, maybe like maybe yeah. at the very end, like senior year, 50 miles. But I mean, 
it was like, it was just so fun. And like, I didn't know anything about that. Like Garmin didn't even exist. Like we didn't know what that was. It was like, they would just tell us like, go run this route. And they'd be like, it's like, you know, six miles. And it's funny. Like I would come home like after college and I actually had a GPS watching go for this run and it was like three miles long. So like not accurate, like at all what we were doing, but I would say, yeah, probably like 40, 50 miles. And then I think freshman year, of college was kind of in that like, you know, 60, 65 miles. And then probably by the end of college was like up to like 80, 85 miles. So nothing like crazy. It was just like kind of like gradual build. So. Yeah. So like, what, what about like, cause I mean, it takes, it's, I mean, there's, there's people that are like joining cross country teams and just kind of like, you know, run for the fun of it. And then, then there's like a different, there's like that middle um, pack where it's like, you know, I like it. I want to get better. So I'm just going to keep doing and putting on miles or whatever. And then there's those people that like literally just kind of excel each time they kind of move up. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what? And I think that like taking from that, because I've, I've learned a bunch from when I, cause I started running at uh, 33 years old, 34, I think maybe. Um, and so like I've learned a lot about like myself from, you know, from these last few years. But like what about yourself? Like looking back allowed you to kind of like continually graduate and like elevate your like running level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it was just like, at first it was so new. You're like, Oh, this is exciting. like, I've never done anything like this for some of these people have been running for so many years. So yeah. it was fun to like, kind of start with like, you know, a very short distance and be like, okay, I only run, you know, 800 meters. And then like you go to cross country and that's, you know, three miles. And then you just like kind of start learning. You're like, Oh, like, when I run a little bit more, like, I feel like I'm getting faster or like, if I actually like do workouts, like, I think that's helping. So there was always this like element of like something new and exciting. So like even going from like, you know, high school to college, you're like, oh, wow, like this is a huge shift. Like the workouts are going to be so much harder. Like there's going to be more miles. And then when you go from like college to pro, it's like a whole nother, like, oh my gosh, this is like a totally different like experience. This is different people. This is different races, like different race distances. So I think there's always just been like something exciting about like the newness of it or like there's just so many things you can do with running and so many different races and ways to train like and even now like my coach is great and I'm always like want to change things and be like oh let's try to do this and like some people are very like let's just stick to what we know works which I do love but I also like I don't know it's it's fun to kind of try new things so I think like the newness and it like just kind of keeping it interesting has always like kind of kept me going. For some reason, like, well, I mean, that's amazing. But then for some reason, like when I when I like listen to you talk and like listen to your interviews and, you know, see how you like get after it on Instagram, like, you know, going through training and things, I kind of like imagine like a young Lindsay, like her, your parents, like, where's Lindsay? Like, (laughs) you're just like off to go, like do something. Yeah. uh, Like trying something new. Like, so what was like, what was like home life like when you're younger to kind of build a person that's like, I want to try new things. I want to keep going. I want to keep trying. Oh, this has helped me get better. So I want to try some more, you know, like what, what part of like home life when you're younger that kind of led to that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I'm one of four. So like a lot of chaos, like a lot of siblings, like very fun. Each of us is like a year and a half apart. So we had like a lot of freedom. Like my parents weren't like crazy strict, but I was always probably the most difficult child just because I was like, I want to be independent. Like, I want to do all these things. Like your parents want to like help you when you're little. And I was like, no, I don't want any help. I want to do everything myself. So I think I was always just like interested and just like doing my own thing. And um, were you you the youngest? 
No, I'm the middle actually. Middle. So okay. yeah, so I've got two younger siblings, but, um, but yeah, my parents will even say, they're like, yeah, you were really difficult just cause like you wouldn't let anyone help you do anything. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, I guess that's just the way. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Hey, I mean, I'm, it's, you're like, it's working, I guess. Right. Yeah, it was fine. Um, so yeah. And I think like, yeah, Midwest, like, I don't know, it's just, it's so different back there and like, just so fun, like growing up with a lot of siblings and like a lot of chaos and like, that's really kind of what sums it up. Just like chaos when there's four mm -hmm. kids, but like a fun chaos. I feel like, the, I feel like Midwest, I mean, I mean, just because I was raised in the Midwest, so I guess we're, we're both kind of biased here, but I feel like it just seemed like there was so much, it, every day was just outside. You go outside. You know, yeah, like it, not we, allowed in the house. I remember my mom would be like, in the yeah. summer, she was like, you have to stay outside all day. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to find something to do. Right. Not, and now it's like, you can't, I mean, nobody, I mean, not nobody, but like, it just people don't do that anymore. And just, no. like, where are you? You know, like I saw on the, you know, Life 365 tracking app, like, I see this, you cross the street, you know, like, where, where are you going? You know, yeah. Now, our parents used to just, I used to get off uh, out of school in like middle school. Like I think maybe I was like 11. Mm -hmm. I used to come home with a key. No one's home. Yeah. And just open the door, lock it. I'd cook. I'd, you know, like nowadays, <laughs> like if you tell you, you tell kid, people like your, your kid has a key at 11 and he just walks home by himself and no one's there for hours. I think yeah. they'll come and pick you up. Yeah. They would, they would be like, raise the alarms, but it was just so normal. You're like, no, I'm going to just like ride my bike around yeah. all day and no one knows where I am, but that's okay. And then, yeah, it was just, uh, it was fun. I love the Midwest and I yeah. would pick nowhere else to be raised. I thought it was fantastic. So. And then there's no like natural disasters either. Not really. You know, there's like some tornadoes every now and then, yeah. but you know, we, uh, we like, but I mean like people from like, you know, Kansas or something like that, like you call that a tornado, you know, like, they wouldn't even like let us say a tornado. I mean, because it's like it's a little swirl and it goes away. I mean, it does damage things. So I'm not saying. I mean, if you're listening to this and you had some some tornado damage in Michigan, I'm just saying it's not like it's not it's like not the tornado alley. No, no, no. We get a little gusty. You know, there's some big yeah. storms, but yeah, we don't. There's not a lot of complaints. Like it's it's yeah. a good place to live. We actually had a tornado here um, like three weeks ago. Oh, was it? I bad? mean, not not like in Detroit, area, but it was like. Maybe 20, 30 miles, I think, uh, whatever way that is left. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like this really weird thing. Like it was like I was this podcast is not supposed to be about this. So it, <laughs> but it was like like so have you ever been have you ever seen a, a, a storm, I guess, with no rain and it was just lightning in the sky every three seconds? Like and you couldn't see the lightning. It was just the, the clouds would light up every three to four seconds for like 20 minutes and i'm like me and my kids are actually looking out the window like this is getting kind of crazy no rain no wind for it it was just lightning that you couldn't see but you could see the brightness right and then eventually all of a sudden it was the strongest storm that we'd ever seen like nice. it was going crazy and then so the next day though then we heard that there was a bunch of tornado warnings and then a few tornadoes that actually like did some damage and i'm like wow that's nuts so Next, the next week, weekend, I go to a race in, um, I'm in, I'm in Detroit area. I drove over to Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. So like one of the highways coming back, I didn't see it on the way out because we were driving at night, but, or I was driving at night. And then on the way back though, I passed by this area where like all the trees on the side of the road were just snapped. Like, you know, like both sides like are often lined with like, you know, trees. Yeah. Snapped in half. 
Ooh. Just at the at the mid half, and then the cornfields were random spots, just dead flat. And is this from the tornado or the had storm? Had to be. Had to be. Like, cause like for the for the cornfields to be randomly flat in certain spots, like it had to have touched yeah. right there, you know. Ooh, it was pretty crazy. That's creepy. Yeah. yeah I might have to move. The, I might have to move to Kansas now. <laughs> I no. do remember growing up, like having to take cover in the basement, but I think that was my parents just being like a little bit paranoid. So. Yeah, I think that was probably. Have you seen that movie, uh, Twister? I you did. Remember? I mean, that like terrified us as kids. Terrified. Like. Terrified. Yeah. Oh my God, we're going to get blown away in the bathtub. But you know, that's. Remember the dad? Like, he literally was holding on for dear life. And then he literally, I don't know why they let us watch this. It was so scary. <laughs> I mean, like, legit, like, legit, like, terrifying to this day. Like, I just got chills thinking about the dad going, getting, you know, pulled out by a tornado and like yeah, the kids yeah. watching it with like a little teddy bear. Nuts. You know, it, right. it, it hardened us. We're good. <laughs> I think that's what it is. So would you say all these trauma, just traumatic experiences and traumatic movies helps you in the marathon? For sure. I mean, you draw on the your hardships and you, you remember that in the late stages. But I mean, so I mean, that's actually a good question. Like, so like what um, I mean, you do have to be a little crazy, you For know, sure. something's going on up there that's not normal, you know, in a good, a good or good or bad way, however you want to put it for for you to not only go run a marathon and push yourself to the limit for two hours and 20 to 30 something minutes, you know, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, you're doing training and you're, ru you're running crazy amounts of miles. How many miles were you like averaging a week going into Budapest? I think I got up to about 140 almost for this build. So again, like that's crazy, you know, I crazy. mean, yeah. I mean, I know some people do more like Cam Levins runs like 200 miles a week. We're like, I'm like trying to think I'm like, where, when? I fit more miles in when? yeah which is super impressive but again like it takes like kind of an interesting mindset to be like all right well that's just normal I'm just gonna go out and run again so what like what is that I mean like what 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 is one of your traits that that you have kind of like put a finger on that allows you to not only train like high mileages but really um in the race mm -hmm. just keep, like persist and keep going yeah I think that's I mean, like, I think like stubbornness is one where you're just like, I don't know, you're like, no matter what, I'm like, mm -hmm. going to get this done. But um, I've always just been really motivated too. like, I think just like that curiosity of like, okay, what's possible? Like, if I try something new, like, what can I do? Like, if you're in a race, and you're like, okay, I mean, this really hurts. But if I can like get through this and like pass the next person, like, is this like going to be a huge day for my career? So there's always mm -hmm. like, there's all these like questions and you're always curious about like, do if I do this, what will happen? So um, I think it just goes back to like always just keeping running like interesting and like never letting it get um, like boring. Yeah. But how do you do that though? Like, cause I mean, I'm only I'm, uh, in 2018, so I'm only like five years or so into it. Mm -hmm. And like, so somebody was like, Hey, would you ever like, and then they named off like something like, would you ever do cycling or would you ever do like trail running in, I mean, I think I would, but like the answer is like no for now because I feel like I just have so much more that I would like to do with running and yeah. you know PR some more and you know see how far I can get with that. Um, but then for somebody who's been doing it for since like middle school, um, like where, um, like how do you keep it interesting? Like and how do you how do you do that? I mean, because there's people that listen and like just get tired of it after like a year and they really like it, but it's just like mm -hmm. how do I find something exciting to do? 
Yeah, I feel like anytime I've like, I don't know, I think like after Chicago, I think of like the hot Chicago and I was like, man, I just am like burnt out. I'm not like happy with how that went. And you kind of go into this like darkness. But then I was like, how you keep it interested? I was like, okay, I'm just going to like do races that are like totally different that I've never done before. So like last year I went to like Paris and did Paris Marathon, which like very few people go over there for that. Then I ran like Gold Coast. I went to Copenhagen for the half and like- Gold Coast, you PR'd in, right? PR at Gold Coast, like went to like, did like half, like I just did all these different races that it was like, it was so fun. Like I was like, there's no pressure. Like these are things that I don't normally do. Like I can't even compare like this result to something else. So I think with anybody, obviously everybody can't travel like abroad for these races, but even in your own like community, there's a million different races and you're like, okay, I've never done this one before. Like, I don't know, like maybe I just want to try something different. So, I mean, running is great because there's a million different distances. There's so many different races. Like you can always kind of keep it interesting. Yeah. I, so I super agree. And I think that that's, um, that's really cool because it's like, I, this last summer, me and my friends did this thing called like summer speed, you know, mm-hmm. and our goal was to just go try to get fast and, you know, do like training, little small training blocks around like little five K's and 10 K's and stuff like that. And it didn't like, for us, it was like more of like a, I want to get faster vibe, like for the next marathon thing. But then at the same time, it they really did like shake it up a bit. Cause then you like, then you, then you start trying to find races to do. And then you pick something maybe that you didn't do like the Turkey trap for the 17th time. You like, you do something a little different yeah. and it really was fun. Like the races sucked, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like still racing. Right. Oh, yeah. But just the concept of like just going out there and doing new things and maybe grabbing a random PR because it's just, you know, you haven't done a 5K in a year. And I, I mean, so many, so many marathoners, especially amateur, we don't like jump into like 5Ks and 10Ks, like, cause it's like, oh, it's not what we do. I go from training block to training block or maybe even a half marathon, but we're not running the mile. You know what I mean? It, but cause why would we? But it's so much fun to switch it up and like change the aim for a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure. And kind of like you said, like, then you end up surprising yourself. You're like, oh, I ran like a 10K PR. That wasn't it like expected. So I think, yeah, like people like, I mean, we can all be like really rigid with like the training and like our Mm -hmm. race kind of schedule. But I think if you can keep it interesting, like keep it fun, like I think that's what kind of helps you have like longevity in the sport. And so to like to speak about the fun side, because I feel like like sports in general, like especially like um, like it's like solitary um, sports or individual sports, solitary, um, solitary. individual sports, solitary confinement sports. Um, they, they can be really like serious. I mean, even like, I guess basketball too, like for a long time was like very, you know, serious. And then like even the newer and the newer athletes would be like having fun on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. And then like, then you yeah. talk to like old heads of basketball and they're like, no, we didn't used to be friends. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's like, that's not my fault. You guys didn't like each other, but like, but then even like, you know, like with golf and then running and all these different sports. Now it's like, you're starting to see more people have more fun and show a little bit more. Um, and I think like Kira D'Amato, like you, like heard the way she went about the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but very open, you know, yeah. like family and like, very like ha- like puns all the time like making jokes and yeah. laughing and stuff and it kind of like started you started to see more more pros loosen up a little bit because maybe sponsors thought they needed to be you know strict and you know and off 
in the, you know, in the silence somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but how has like that energy of like having fun and showing it and just kind of relaxing and doing your thing, how has that helped you in your career, especially as of late? Yeah. I mean, like, even when I was younger, like when I like, you know, start running professionally, like I need to be so serious. Like this is my job. Like that's what's expected of me. But I think like once you like, as you're like getting older and you're like, okay, this is running, this is fun. Like, yes, this is my job, but like, I want to enjoy this. And I think once you stop being like a robot, kind of like how you said, like Kiara, she's like having fun. Like you're showing your personality. Like it's, you're just like, you're so much more relatable. And then I think when you're going to these races too, like, it's fun because like you're friends with all these people now and like you don't have to put up this like I'm so serious and intense like no one can talk to me and like some people that's how they thrive but that's not I'm like very social and I feel like I I do better when I can like you know chat with people like even in Budapest like getting to meet like different team USA people and then like also in the marathon I'm friends with like a lot of these women that are out there like um it's fun where I didn't feel like I needed to go to the line and like be like frowning and like angry. Yeah. I was like, no, this is, this is just like what we do. This is going to be fine. And afterwards, like we're going to have fun. So. Does that, does that have a lot? Do you feel like that has a lot to do with like the, your set of sponsors? Like, do you think that like the way that, you know, because you're with, you're obviously an ASICS uh, athlete. So like, is there, is there a way that like ASICS or any of the other, like other sponsors that you have interact with you that, that, makes it easier to do that or are you the one that like says this is the energy that I'm bringing and it is what it is and hopefully everybody gets along with it yeah I mean kind of both I mean ASICS is great like they want you to be like your authentic self like they're not telling you like how to act Mm -hmm. like even um before Budapest like um Mike Co. Kafuzi came out here and um, I was like, oh, like I'm not even doing a workout today. And like Asa was like, that's fine. He just wants to follow you around. Like do whatever you want. Like they put like no like structure to it, which was kind of fun. I was like, oh, they're like, don't need me to be like, this is serious. This is my workout. These are my splits. It was just kind of like, okay, we're going to go run with Lindsay and like talk to her. Um, So, um, I mean, they're great to work with. Like, I love having them as my sponsor. So I feel like even when that like relationship came about, I like couldn't have picked a better company to work with because they've always just been supportive of like focusing on you first. Uh, Like even my boss, he's like, your happiness is first. So, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, because I think I think it's it's like longevity. I mean, because even like the seriousness and stuff like that, I'm sure that there's times where like that, that, that could help. And I'm sure, I mean, it's not like you're not serious. I mean, it's not like you were like, yeah. it's not like you were like running around the streets of Budapest, like, like stopping and looking at like, you know, a squirrel <laughs> or something like that. Um, you know, um, yeah. What a view, you know, and then just stop mid race. Castle. What, what is she doing? And then, does she know she's going to see the castle seven more times? You're going to um, see her a lot. Yeah. You're going to go by there again. I promise you. Um, but like, it, it's, it's, you know, uh, I think that like there's there's obviously times like as soon as you started that line you you looked very serious you were working just like you always do, mm-hmm. um, but I just feel like it's it just it's it provides for a healthier athlete you know getting to the line and then longevity in the sport, or just forget like the sport of running but just in general like mm-hmm. happier you know more loose relaxed and serious at times that you need to be in life, I think that just provides for just much healthier happier like longer life in general. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, I want to be doing this for, you know, a long time. So it's like, you, you have to have fun with it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so when did you, so, okay. Like, so Chicago, um, Seattle, right. Mm-hmm. When did, how long were you in Seattle area? Like what, what was the journey like to get to now Boulder? 
Yeah. So I graduated in 2014. I joined a group out in DC actually. And I was there for a couple of years. Um, and like kind of, it was like a road racing team. So that's kind of how I got into like, you know, got away from the track a little bit, was doing like half marathons, like ran my first marathon. I think it was in 2015 in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, when Houston marathon was still like very, very small. Like, I mean, I feel like there was like six of us in the elite field, which is just like funny to remember. And now it's like this huge, huge race. So I was out there for a couple of years and then just kind of wanted to mix it up. Like I'm not, I just learned like I wasn't really an East Coast person. And I was like, I think I want to head back like, you know, Midwest, West. And it was kind of funny. I just was like, I don't know anything about Colorado. But one day I like just got in the car and I drove out to Colorado Springs. And I was like, oh, I like it here. Like, I think I can train here. And I was there for about six months and then had some friends that were living in Boulder. And they're like, well, you should come and try like Boulder. You might like it better. You didn't even give this a shot. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I like went down there for the summer. This was 2017, met a lot of friends, um, like really liked the running and I never left. So that's, so now I'm, now I'm here and I've run 17 marathons later. 17 marathons since, since Boulder? Um, no, just like total. I actually, someone asked me the other day, they're like, how many have you run? I was like, I don't know, like 10. And then they made me like write them out. And I was like, oh, I guess it was 17. So it's kind of a lot. I guess it was 17. Like, I think. I think like like 10 and 17, like if it was like 12, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll let you go on that one. Yeah. Like 17, you might as well say like 20. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. You just don't really like count them all. And some you forget no, about. And no, I was. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it was. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you can forget. You're allowed to forget. I think that, okay, no disrespect to the 5Ks, right? Not saying anything bad about the 5Ks. You can forget the 5Ks. You can, you can forget how many 5Ks you've done. Because it's not that they're not difficult, but it's just a shorter distance, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've had a lot of ugly 5Ks that it's like, you don't even need to. So many people have. Yeah. <laughs> You're not alone in this. Um, last 5K I had was, was uh, uh, I dropped out of it because no. I was, yeah, see, don't be too sad about it. It's okay. okay. So you want to hear a story? <laughs> I do. So it's not even that great of a story. Um, but it was, so I did the summer speed thing. This was going to be my last 5K, and it was going to be a 5K on the track. It was a Tracksmith Twilight 5000. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm probably popping, you know, they're popping up all over. Yeah. So me, me and my friends, it's this show. We have a show called PR Project. Mm-hmm. My friends and I, two, three of us, hand, uh, did the M, the M, we emceed the event. Okay. You know, so, but there's like six heats. And so, like, we're on the mic. We're, like, entertaining and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We all had different – we all signed up for different heats. Cause we're slightly different in speed, but, uh, but not enough to not be in the same race, but we, you know, separated them out. Yeah. My friend, my friend paced one and the other guy raced one of the, one of his heats. And then, so I was in the same heat as him originally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I mean, one of us needs to, one or two of us need to be on the mic at least. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'll move mine up a little bit next. You know, so I'll go to the final heat of the night, which okay. is uh, by far the fastest. I mean, obviously it's the fastest heat. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, let's I'll, do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, let's do it. But then also like, I don't want to just, I don't want to like, I want this all two people to be on the mic, you know? So we're doing this all night, you know, we're doing this, this mic thing. And then when it's my other, my, my guys, my, my friends turned to run, they took, they did a little warm up, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't paying attention enough. And then like, as my one friend in the heat before me is finishing, he's like, he's got two laps to go. And he's, he said, I thought like, why is Tommy not like, 
warming up. He finishes. And then I'm like, oh, like I need to run, like I need to go get ready. So I didn't have my shoes on. I put my race ra- shoes on. And then I get to the start line. I didn't even have my like bib on, but because it was on oh, the track. I didn't have my bib on or anything. I didn't do a warm up at all. Like I did one stride and then I get in this heat and my PR at the time is like 1640 something or 50 or something like that. Right. And it's the 16, it's the 14 to like 1630 group. Okay. That's a big range. I mean, that's pretty big, like two minutes in the 5k. Yeah. That's like lap. That's lappable. You know, you're going to get That's a tough. I I was prepared to get lapped. I yeah. was, and I was okay with it. no ego involved. Like it's going to happen. Um, and then, so they, he get, we get over there and they're like trying to figure out who's pacing who. And they're like, what's, what's everybody's PRs? And somebody goes like 14, 15. And I'm like, Oh, and then somebody's like 14, 13, 14, 20. And then like all these people are saying all these numbers that I couldn't even imagine. And you're like, I and didn't then, even get my warm up. <laughs> and then he, then he goes like, um, anybody doing 16 or over. And then, one girl raises her hand and I'm like, yeah, me too. And then, um, so I mean, I'm like, well, I guess I'm a pace with her. Yeah. And so like we get out and we're going, so we're going so fast, so quick. And like four laps into it, I felt like my hamstring tightened up a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like training for Berlin. Like, so I'm going to be running Berlin in three weeks. And I'm like, there's not a chance that I'm messing up Berlin to try to finish this race. So I pulled out. So don't feel bad. No, that was I, a smart. I, I actually, I'm proud because it's hard to make that decision. That was a good decision. In front of people. Yeah. I, so, I, had, to, I had to walk from the the 100 meter mark, you know, and like 1500 meters into the race. Oh. Just walk on, walk back on over. <laughs> I mean, you did go from microphone to track, which is a very, I can't even imagine how that yeah. went. So. Yeah, men- mentally, one's much easier than the other. Yeah. Well, I think maybe physically too. Yeah, I mean, Berlin is the goal. I knew you were running Berlin. So, I mean, all eyes on that. I mean, all that to say, though, you know, like, you, it's okay if you forget the number of 5Ks that you run. True. But you can't forget the number. Well, I mean, you could be off by a marathon, maybe, but, you know, about but yeah. you got to get yeah. together. We need you to get a tattoo. I could. I could. And, yeah. I, you know, make it small so we could constantly, like, change yeah. the number. Yeah, like, t- oh, tally marks. Oh, tally you know? marks. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Just like. Just keep going, you know. Maybe on my arm. So if anyone asks, I'm like, oh, it's right here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me see. You know, and then you, you know, like, you know, people joke, like, why'd you get your name tattooed? You think you're going to forget your name? We, we obviously can forget the number of marathons, apparently. So we, can. we should just solve this now. Tally, tat, tally mark tattoos for marathons. It makes the most sense. I think that's, I mean, that's what you have to do. If I'm going to be successful. So, yeah. I mean, if you're just going to keep doing this thing, we got to keep, we got to keep tracking it somewhere. Doing oh. <laughs> so like I always have this. So I interviewed, I've interviewed a bunch of athletes that have run marathons and I'm always, well, in the beginning, I was more surprised that a lot of the way that you feel and think during a marathon really resembles like what we, what us amateurs also go through and think like, mm-hmm. um, is there, was it, let's just pick Budapest because it just seems like a good race to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was there a point in the race where you were just like, I'm over this. Just, I just want to be done. Honestly, it, 
I, it, I didn't have that like feeling. And I've had that so many times in other marathons where like mm-hmm. you catch yourself like early on, you're like counting how many miles you have left. You're like, I am, I'm three miles in and I'm like, Oh, how am I going to feel it? Like, you know, 23 more miles, but this one, like, and I think I've done a better job of this as I've gotten older. Like I don't let myself think about like, okay, I'm like 10 miles in. Oh no, but what am I going to feel like at 16 if I like do this? Like I was kind of like really just focused on kind of being present. But I mean, there was definitely parts where I was like, I'm hot. Like I'm very uncomfortable, but it was never like, I want to stop where I've like Mm -hmm. had that in all my marathons. I feel like at one point you're like, I wish I could just be done. But um, I mean, maybe the last like 2K, I was like, okay, I'm like, it's getting really toasty out here. But, um, but in general, I feel like I stayed pretty positive. I think, um, I think this one, like, it's kind of fun when you're going to a championship race. Cause like, you have no idea how it's going to pan out. I was like, is someone just going to take this? Like, are we going to go really slow? And, um, we kind of aired on the, like, we went out pretty slow, um, which is kind of what I thought was going to happen. But, um, it was kind of exciting. It was exciting though, in the race just to like, I don't know, people would surge and I was like, I'm not going to surge and like, all right, let's see if they come back. And then it was like fun when I was like, Oh, they did come back. Look at that. Oh, I look at that. <laughs> yeah. So I think like I was like really engaging with like the experience the whole time. And like, it definitely got hard and, you know, I was pretty uncomfortable sometimes, but in general, um, I felt like it was very fun. Like, I mean, I don't know if you could see on like the broadcast, like there was a lot of people out, which was like, yeah. you know, I've done marathons, like, it world I did worlds in 2017 I feel like there was no one on the course so this was really cool they had like there was people singing like opera on this side they had these like yeah I heard that yeah they had like these runners on treadmills like dancing in these like sequined outfits and like there was just so much going on that it was like actually really fun the entire time yeah I think they actually talked about have you watched it back no I I would like to watch it back just because when you're in the race like you like don't really know how it played out up front. Like I would love yeah. to see like where the moves were made, like who dropped it. Was, it was it was definitive. Yeah. It was, yeah. I, yeah. It was I will watch it for sure. Um so yeah, but I'll do that sometime this week. I mean if you need if you need my pass my like my sign my username and password for Peacock, I'll let you know. Thank you. So. You know everyone in my family has some sort of streaming service. Yeah, I mean they had to be watching you right so they yeah. watched it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll see it. But yeah, I mean, I feel like this was very fun and it's fun when you're in the race and you're like actually enjoying it. You're like, okay, like I feel pretty good. Like I know I can respond if I need to. So, um, so yeah, I kept it fun. What, so like what tips though? I mean, cause like that's, that's one of the, one of like my biggest things is like, um, is one day at a time. Like that's mm-hmm. like my mantra for like life. I have it like tattooed on me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's why the suggestion to get tally marks. Cause I, I, I like tattoos. <laughs> um so but like one day at a time is a big thing for me but then i also like it's like the tattoo like literally is one and it has like an underscore like blank at a time you know Mm -hmm. so you can i can put in what like one day one mile one rep one whatever um so i'm very into like the like try to be where your feet are run the mile you're in Mm -hmm. and that's like the constant thing that i remind myself even in like workouts because sometimes workouts when you're thinking about like the race that's in three weeks Mm-hmm. It's like, why do I feel like this today? I shouldn't feel like this. I'm supposed to crush this. But it's mm-hmm. just like, just run this mile, bro. Like, relax. Um, sure. What tips do you have, like, for a race of that magnitude? Um, and, you know, it's, it's not like you're just in your backyard. It's like you're you're representing the country, all that. What tips do you have that you use or tools to get you better at 
not doing the thing that would like, okay, what's going to happen in 16 miles or what place am I going to be in? Or I have to do this. I have to do that because mm-hmm. you're casting forward to the future. What, what tools and tips do you have to help us get to where you were in this race? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it comes down to like even starting during training. Like, I mean, okay, you're going to get out there and there's going to be workouts that are like very hard. A lot of times it's like the long tempo runs and you're like, I'm going to be out here suffering for like such a long time. But if one mile in, I'm already thinking about, oh my God, I got to do this for a whole hour. You start like panicking. So I think it's just like, I'm like, okay, no, you can't do that. And I think you have to recognize right away when you're doing it and you have to like kind of shift and you're like, okay, I like recognize I'm doing that, but that's like actually not productive at all. And so I think Mm. you're just like, okay, focus on like my breathing. Like, I don't know, maybe you're like looking around and you're like, focus on like what one thing can you see like right here, like feel like right here. So I think it's just like kind of coming back to like the present moment, which is so hard to do when you're like, I don't know, it, it is always a daunting task, like a marathon or any of these workouts. But I think the more you practice it, like the better you get kind of on race day. And like, I also coach a lot of athletes who are, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm panicking. Like, and I feel like they're like, you know, why did I feel so bad today? And I'm just like, okay, this is just like part of the process. Like there's going to be days that are like bad. There's going to be days that are good, but like, we can't think about like how you're going to feel, you know, 10 weeks from now. Like, let's just like focus like right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so has, has coaching um, other runners helped you in your running journey too? It has. I mean, it's funny, like kind of what you said, it doesn't matter how fast like any of us have run. Like we all go through the same exact like emotions and training and racing. And it's like, I feel like, I mean, they help me. I feel like I help them, but just like kind of talking through these scenarios, like a lot of it is like when we're talking like, like on calls and stuff, a lot of it's not even about like the splits that they hit in workouts. It's just like, okay, like how can I like mentally be a little bit stronger? Like talking about the victories of like, okay, I executed this workout, even though I felt terrible, like I went out and did it. And it's just like little things like that. And I think in the race, that's kind of what you can draw on. Like when I was in the race, I'm thinking about like this tempo that I had done and it was so hot and miserable, but like I was still able to execute it. So I'm like, this is just like that workout. Like yeah, this doesn't feel great, but like, you know, you can still execute it. So it's like, you just have to remember all of these like little things, which, which isn't always easy to do, but like you get better at it over time. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it can be tough to like, especially when it's like a mild amount of pain involved in it. It's like, it's so hard just to take yourself like out of that moment or, or actually to, yeah, to take yourself out of that moment and out of thinking into the future, but really back into, okay, how do I calm down right now? You know? Yeah. Um, I was just read this book, was listening to this book and it said some, it was like a 400 sprinter used to, used to think about his eyelids mm-hmm. while running, you know, cause that was the only thing that didn't hurt, yeah. you know, like in the 400, but just like the concept of like really trying to find something that you can think about that will, will kind of like make you be here, you know, cause like if you're daydreaming, then it's not necessarily helpful either. But mm-hmm. if you're like, kind of like somehow figure out a way to be in the moment where you are but not focused on like the bad side of it or like the, the uncomfortable. Yeah, no. And it was like, even something like, like talking to like, they had like a team USA sports psychologist. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to take advantage Mm -hmm. of this. And like, we were even talking about like how to stay present. He was like, okay, if you're in the race and like you find yourself thinking about things, like think about like, I can't remember exactly what it was was, like three things you can see, like two things you can like feel like one thing you had. Yeah. It was like, it was so perfect. I was like, Oh my God, this is great. And he's like, and if you can't think of three, just like pick one, but it was totally like making you be present kind of the whole time. And I was like, that's exactly what I need. I need these tools. 
I was I made I posted a that's actually really great because like yeah. I like it's about like like resetting your mind you know like mm -hmm. you know and getting back to like because by the time you get done with that you're like oh and then you're back to like you mm -hmm. know time has passed miles you know a mile past yeah. like so I was I made a, a joke and posted this this a uh, reel yesterday about like um math on the run you know it's like because you're doing like okay I passed the car at 3.2 but I got to do it like you did all these numbers and you're just trying to figure it out and then people were like, oh, I do that too. I do that too. And then somebody said something. I was like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like a whole mile will go by. And and then you're then you're finally like, then you have to redo the math, you know, because you finally mm -hmm. figured it out. But now you got to redo the math because you're there. But it, th I thought about like, wow, like th a lot of times when you get thinking about something about your run, that's not negative and it's just trying to figure something out. Like yeah. it, time will go by and you'll like the whole half mile has gone by and you didn't even really think about it. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's really cool because it's like okay, what can you, um, what can you smell? What can you see? All that stuff like it really you start thinking like okay, and it takes your mind off your legs a hundred percent. Yeah, you're not not like oh my gosh, I'm so hot. You're just like yeah. thinking about other things at that point. You're like oh, there's there's the opera singers again. And you're like all yeah. right, well let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So um, was that like watching the watching the the peacock um, the live stream? It was like it looked. The city looked amazing, like, and it was cool. And and I didn't. I don't. I think I heard it before, but I wasn't. When they reminded us that there's like a Buddha side and there's a Pest side. Yeah. Like, what was the difference between the sides? Like, when was which one was worse or hillier? Which one's prettier? You know, like what was the thing? Yeah. Well, a lot of the race was like in Buddha. That's kind of like the long straightaways and things like that. Mm. But then when you crossed over that bridge, kind of like into like the Pesh side, I feel like we were actually only over there for maybe like, it was probably like 3K. Like you went through the oh. tunnel, which I don't, I'm sure you guys saw. And then like you did this weird turn, then you're on this cobblestone for like a mile and then you like get back on the bridge. So it was definitely more technical on that side. I mean, anytime you're like going through a tunnel and then you have like a little bit of down, a little bit of uphill, um, I thought moves were going to be like made in the tunnel because it's like dark in there and like you can hear each other breathing and it's really intense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that side was harder, but it was also a little bit more interesting because like, I don't know, when you're doing like these long straightaways, um, it can mentally get a little tough where you're like, I'm just yeah. going to be running straight for like two miles. Yeah. This is kind yeah. of a long time. So I kind of liked going to the other side and like, I don't know, I prefer yeah. like rolling courses so like i was like oh we get to use different muscles this is fun like we're actually gonna go up a hill so yeah um, yeah so i think i like that side a little better but i don't know if you guys saw a lot of that side no i think i think we might have seen like i, I guess he, the only time i knew that i mean obviously when you cross a bridge you know you're crossing the bridge but yeah. it's like i didn't necessarily like they didn't do it every single time they didn't say okay now we're here now we're here you know like they did they did say that the Pest side was was hillier. Yeah, and it was like just through the tunnel and kind of like a little bit, but I wouldn't say it was like a. I mean, after running like a New York or a Boston, like yeah. it was not like that at all. I mean, yeah, like you had a little bit of rolling, but I actually kind of liked that. So, okay, so for the folks that are side little little, obviously this whole podcast, or this whole conversation has been a bunch of little tangents. Um, what so for people that are running uh, New York, so like because New York will be in. Um, November 5th mm -hmm. um, for people running New York for the first time, second time, third time, whatever. What's your advice for running that course? Yeah. So that course I did for the first time I ran New York last fall. Um, and like, I would say kind of similar to Boston, of course, like that first mile in New York is uphill, but I would say like the first half is, um, 
it's like a net down. Like you feel so good. You're rolling like very similar to Boston, like so much momentum. So I think, um, kind of conserving energy on that point. Cause you hit 25 K and you crest that bridge and you're like, at least I did. I was like, Oh my gosh, I wish I would have like paced this. Oh, um, Queensborough. Queensborough? Was it the, yes. 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 I was essentially walking up the Queensborough bridge last year. I was like, I remember I was like cramping. It was really hot. And so I think just like, the, that race doesn't start till 15 miles. Like you got to get yeah. to that point feeling good. I think that's my biggest, like, you know, suggestion. I feel so happy though, because that's been my, like everyone that's, that's asked me about it or even said anything about New York. I'm, I'm always like, if you can crest, you can get to the top of mm-hmm. Queensborough bridge. Not that the, not the Queensborough bridge is like necessarily that tall. Like it's not, no. it's not, it's not like, it's not as much as the first, as the first hill, obviously, but um, if you can crest that, like it's the top of Queensboro Bridge and feel like you like decent and you mm-hmm. feel like you got everything under control still, you're gonna you should you're you're not home free, but you're in a very good position. You know, you're gonna have it's a almost, good day. <laughs> it's almost like cresting heartbreak and like having, you know, you know, more juice and more more gas in the tank, you know? Yeah, because sure. it it's such a weird moment. Like you shouldn't, it doesn't seem like that should be the case. But when you hit that hill, when you hit that bridge, something about it, it's just quiet. It's dark over there because you're going under the over thingy. Yeah. Um, it just like it was a bad little moment for me on that on that hill. Like I almost like I almost stopped. Yeah. Um, it got dark that hill. <laughs> it literally gets dark. So yeah, everybody watching and listening, um, Central Park sucks a little bit too at the end. But you're not even in it that long. Yeah, I think yeah. I thought that part was going to be way worse. But like Queensboro, I, I think it was at least over a mile long. Like that's a pretty long bridge. It's about like 10 miles long. I think. Yes, it did. Yeah. So yeah, please get to 25K feeling good in that race. Yeah, yeah. conserve, crush through the Queensboro Bridge. Huge downhill on the other side. Huge downhill. Very aggressive downhill. Yeah, very aggressive downhill. Just remember that too. Like, yeah. The downhill is more aggressive and quicker than the uphill is. The uphill for Queensboro is long and slow. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you just go bombing down on the off ramp because it's not even the full full bridge yeah. on the other side. It's a straight off so like almost straight downhill off ramp. And then you're then you're almost just just let it let it ride, you know? And you just um, yeah. Yeah. So so like so you ran so I ran last year uh, in New York as well. So it was like 73 at the start or something like that. So was this, was, did you feel like that experience in New York was a really good setup for, for Budapest for you? Yeah, I actually learned so much from that race. Like I felt so good early on and I was doing a lot of like, obviously in a race like that, it's, that's kind of a more championship style race. There's no pacing, but like we were like fart licking, like crazy. Like it was like surge, go back, surge, go back. And like looking afterwards, like the people that did well, like they didn't do that. You know, I mean, obviously some people were a part of that, but like a lot of people that like steadily moved up, like they were kind of running their own race. So before this one, like actually even talking to like my coach and stuff, I was like, I learned from New York, especially when it's hot, like you can't do that. I mean, it will just like come back and get you. So it was such a good experience to like have a hot race where that happened. And it was like pretty similar conditions in Budapest. I mean, I think it was like 72 when we started and got to like 80 by the end. So having the New York experience was actually very valuable. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because when they said, because I think they refer, they referred to New York a couple times, like in the broadcast, because it's just like such a comparable moment. Yeah, because you know, it's like 
it's not often, I guess, that you get to a, a, a major marathon or even like a championship race. Well, I guess obviously some a lot of championship races are kind of hotter, but um, but it's like n- normally the majors aren't because they're like they're um, they're they're obviously in certain times of the year on purpose, you know. Um, so for it to be seventy something degrees in November in New York is wild, you know. It was it was brutal, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then that was even something I remembered. I was like, okay, like I didn't have a great day in New York by any means, but like I also didn't implode like I normally do in the heat. So you kind of think mm-hmm. about that. You're like, okay, like I did okay, but I also like made some errors with the fart like gain. So you're just like, how do I not do that this mm-hmm. time? So yeah, this yeah. time around definitely didn't do any of that. Like I saw it happening, and I was like noted i'm not doing that but uh, yeah <laughs> and, I, and i think your coach i was watching uh, i'm not sure where you said maybe on sidious or maybe with uh with kafuzi um but you said that your coach said patience is going to pay off yeah. um and then but when i hear everything i always go like that's great for life you know what i mean but um what is like patience gonna well two two parts of this what is patience gonna pay off what did that mean to you in budapest mm-hmm. but then secondly what does patience going to pay is going to pay off mean to you as you look back over your life and career yeah i think for budapest like the whole patience thing was just like okay if you can just like kind of like you're going to deal with some anxiety when you see people like pull away doing their thing but if you can just like trust like your training trust everything you've done that you're going to be able to just like execute your race like you're going to be fine so like be patient let the race play out like and you're going to you know be fine but then i think in life and like kind of just like what i've learned with running is it's like it's such a long term like sport like you don't get great overnight like it takes forever like so i think patience in that aspect is being like, you can't do everything like all at once. Probably my first like 10 marathons, I was running like, you know, 70 miles a week. I just like, couldn't really do that much. And so I think having like a patient approach is to like, okay, like it's going to take time, but like, you can still enjoy that time. Like everything's not going to come immediately. And I think I even still think that even though I've done a lot of marathons, I'm like, you still have to be patient because like, I feel like my best days are ahead. And it's like, you know, you like, you feel like you're making progress and you want to like, like, I want to be on that podium. And like, I want to be doing things like that. But it's like, okay, this is like a long term approach, like you'll slowly get there, like, did much better than I was like projected to this time around. So it's like, how do you like improve on that next time? But having this like, long term, like, you know, patient kind of approach, I guess. No, I think I think it's cool because um, while I was listening to, you, I felt like because you you mentioned like for like first ten of your marathons, you're you know at seventy something miles or so, mm-hmm. um, which is like it's as an as like an amateur, you you see other people that are like on the edge of amateur. I mean, they're much much faster, but they're putting up like you know ninety hundred hundred ten hundred twenty miles, you know, because they're kind of closer to that like elite status, and maybe they have some elite friends that kind of brought them along that journey too mm-hmm. um, so it's so easy to be like well I'm not doing enough um, because in order to do well you have to do this and it's like I feel like when you the way you did it is like you slowly just did your thing you're patient with your miles and your builds up and stuff like that and and I just immediately thought of like if you were to because you're a professional if you were to just rush into and skip that patient part you would have like you you'd rush into what's what worked for someone else mm-hmm. you know like you know be, like being impatient gets you what can get you into something that may work but it could be for someone else is built for exactly. someone else someone else did this so mm-hmm. your journey like legit was tailor-made to you it, yeah, it was, you're, 
It's based on your body. (laughs) And, and, and obviously it pays off, you know? Yes. Yeah. It takes forever, but like, I still even think I'm like, Oh, there's so much more there. And that's exciting. Like it goes back to like, you know, there's more. So you're like excited to try new things. But like, again, it's just like slowly over time, you'll get there. Well, thank you so much though, because like, I just, I just love like, you know, all of our stories are so different. And, but one of the things that like, obviously is, is like the patience part for you. I mean, cause like 17 marathons in, and you didn't rush into it. You didn't, you know, like you didn't hurt yourself trying to, I mean, I'm sure everybody's been injured, but you know, like you didn't like force anything and you just have worked your way through to do what you do to, to start the, on the, on the start line in Budapest to represent the country um, with a plan that you felt a hundred percent comfortable with within yourself. And it wasn't like, you know, I got to go do this because this person is doing that or this person is going to do that. Or even like, not even just competing for like a podium, but you're like, you know, I'm not even kind of competing against, you know, like, I'm not trying to like beat Kira today right now. Like, that's not my goal. Like, I mean, you're sure you were, but it's like, that's not my goal. Like I'm here to run my race and I'm going to figure out what happens. I'm going to listen and pay attention and be patient. And it all worked out for you. So it's like, those things that we get to watch play out that someone would tell us to be patient. Someone would like advise us, you know, our coaches would advise against certain things, but it's really cool to see all that like play out for someone on, you know, like in, in like in living color. Yeah. And it was fun, but I mean, I, when I was younger and like really, even like we go back to that Chicago, I like when I should have been patient and my coach is like, you shouldn't go out that hard. I was like, I'm going out that hard. <laughs> yeah. and so, like you learn from like the ugly experiences yeah. too. And so, um, yeah, so I was like happy with that, you know, how I executed this one. And um, yeah, it, it ended up being a pretty good day. Pretty good day. So you, your, your goal, your, your main goal, um, like a goal, uh, finish top five. Mm-hmm. And would you kind of say a minus B goal maybe ish uh, was to do top 10? I mean, it sounds crazy to call top 10 at Worlds a B goal, but um, so you finished ninth. And mm-hmm. when you crossed the line, New Year ninth, like, what did you think? How'd you feel? Was it, was it yeah. gray with an A? Yeah. You know, I was so excited. Like, I mean, you, I had no idea how it was going to play out. And like, again, like you could put in all this work, you can have this plan, but like once you're in the race, like it, anything can happen out there. So, I mean, I think I was ranked like 25th coming in. So like I had no business finishing ninth. So I think that was fun when you can like mix it up and like you're beating all these 220 women and like so I was like super excited and then you know now of course I'm like oh I wish I would have done this maybe a little differently but you know I still give myself like we'll go like a minus well oh a minus that's not bad a minus is great that's good that's it's a passing grade you know yes um what what um are you so afterwards I mean I know you're probably looking back and critiquing it a little bit more than you were like the day of because you're like wow I just finished ninth now you're like, oh man, I could have probably done eight, you know. So you're yeah. trying to like do some backwards math here. But what are you excited about now that that's happened? Yeah, I mean, I think it gave me a lot of confidence. Like, okay, you can run in the heat. Like, as we know, like Orlando, that's a championship race. And it's just so different than like a time trial, like pacers, things like that. So I think like having done well in a situation like that, like does give me a lot of confidence. I'm like, okay, like anything can happen when you're out there. Like things are going to be crazy, but like you can manage the chaos. Um, So yeah, I think, I think I took a lot of positives away. Like we tried a bunch of new things in training that I really liked that kind of, this was like an experimental build. It was like, okay, if this goes 
well, like we'll try it for the next one too. So I'm glad we did some of that stuff and I'll probably do it kind of the next time around for the next buildup. Is that, is, is that what's next for you? I mean, is, are you doing much in between now and, in um, in the OTQ and the Olympic trials? No, I won't do a ton. Like I'll, I'll do probably like a couple smaller races, but I've got my tr- myself in trouble in the past where like I finish a marathon and I'm like, I want to race in the next three weeks. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you don't actually, you just think you do. And then you get out there and you're like, oh no, I was, I wish I didn't do this. So no. this time around, I was like, we're not doing that. I was like, I'm going to wait until I like feel ready. So probably like, you know, end of October, November, I'll do a couple races, but um, I don't race a ton in marathon buildup. So mm-hmm. probably like, I'll start my buildup probably, you know, mid-November. So probably not a ton of races uh, between then awesome. and February. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what's one thing, um, we'll, we'll close out with this. What's one thing um, that maybe some of your followers like on Instagram or people that have been fans of Lindsay Flanagan's for a time now, what's one thing about you that may be a surprise to other people? Hmm. That's a surprise. Let's hmm. think. I don't know. Maybe just like kind of the way of like my career is kind of like panned out a little bit, just like kind of starting with like being a swimmer, kind of taking like this weird approach of like low mileage, getting into things like that. And like right away, I wasn't like crushing it by any means. Like I think my first marathon was like, I don't know, I I think I ran like 233 or or something like that. But um, yeah, they probably. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 which is it was, it was it was like a solid day, but um yeah, just probably like don't really know maybe the whole like kind of I mean there's been a lot of like negative experiences too, lots of positives, but um but yeah, I think they probably just kind of like took an interesting like approach to everything and have kind of like gradually built built this um fun career. Yeah, reinforcement that like that life is not linear, you know? It's, no. It's, and no. like, you can never plan how everything's going to work out. Like I've, yeah. I mean, if you, if you think you have it like figured out, like now in a, in a second, everything changes. So. Well, I'm glad that everything worked out the way that it did and amazing job. Congratulations. And I'm super proud to watch it in the middle of the night um, and see you crush it. So congratulations. And thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching. I know it was very late in the night, but um, I felt all the good vibes out there. So, Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're sending you good vibes from from 2 a.m. here. (laughs) (laughs) It was much much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. And before you say it, I'll just say you're welcome. Before you say thank you, I'll say you're welcome. I mean, going into this episode, I had no idea about the strategy of how I was going to and how to spell gray because I see it so many different ways, you know, and I never know, like when I'm writing it, I do G, R, and I'm like, wait, is it E or is it A? Like, how do I mean, I didn't even think about like maybe adding in like the feeling. How do you feel? And then if you feel a certain way, and if you disagree, um, please comment you know let me know what you think about this as well because and if there's like a real way to do it that would also be great but I feel like the way that Lindsay and I or or Lindsay and I um map this out I think it's probably the best way to do it and if you have a way that's appropriate and proper I'd like to hear it because I think that whoever came up with that idea I may want to propose this new way of thinking so anyway wonderful episode thank you so much Lindsay for joining the show 
um, patience, patience, patience. And I'm so into it. When she said one mile at a time, I was like, oh my God, like my head blew up because you guys know that like, that's my thing, you know? Um, so I love the patience will pay off because it really did. And in life in general too, like, you know, strategic patience is a really big thing. You know, if you can just stay here today and do all the stuff today, you know, tomorrow will be the same thing. You got to do that again and again and again. And then eventually all of a sudden, it seems like it just popped up out of nowhere. Success. But if you're thinking about, you know, crossing the finish line, you got to imagine it. You got to have goals. But if you're worried and casting out too far, those goals will just be a little harder to get to if not a lot harder to get to. So have a great day. Thank you for watching the episode or listening to the episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow Lindsay on Instagram. Love you guys. Run, eat, sleep, and repeat.